But the narcissist is grandiose. He cannot say, I don't remember. <laughs> that means he is not omniscient. The mm -hmm. narcissist is all-knowing. He knows everything, like God. So what do you mean, I don't remember? means, I don't know. Narcissists can never say, I don't know. Narcissists know everything. Physics, biology, politics, history. Every narcissist knows everything. Even yeah. if he didn't graduate primary school, he is the world's leading expert on everything. So he cannot admit that he doesn't know. So because he cannot admit, he invents stories. Hello everybody, I'm Coach Eleanor. For more information about me, look in the description below. This video is with Professor Sam Vaknin. He teaches at universities all over the world. If you want to have more information about him, look in the description, I put all the information. If you like this video, then like this video. If you want to see more of this kind of videos with me and Sam Vaknin, then um, subscribe because I'm gonna have more and more interviews with him. And if you have any questions for me or for him, Put it in the description below and who knows, your question is going to be in our videos. The narcissist needs to get rid of you because you become a source of pain and you become a threat. So he needs to get rid of you. But how to get rid of you? He idealizes you. So uh, how, how can he explain to himself that he made a mistake? I mean, narcissists never make mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're infallible. They're perfect. They're godlike. They never make mistakes. But now he wants to devalue you and that means that he was wrong. So what he says, I was right then, she had changed. It's not the same woman. It's another, mm -hmm. she, she changed so dramatically, I don't recognize her. It's not the same woman mm -hmm. that I had idealized. And this is called devaluation. And then after the devaluation, the narcissist gets rid of it. So, and this is called discard. This is the cycle that I first described in 1995. Okay. More or less. So it's, it's not... Um... It's a, it's a good trick to say, okay, I'm internalizing uh, the woman, but it's not a good trick because, yeah, they wake up and they see, oh, she has an own opinion, uh, she's changed. And so they, they, they are not aware of that they internalize it. No, they're not aware. You change, but you change malevolently. Mm -hmm. You did it on purpose. You change oh. on purpose to frustrate him and to, to attack him and to because narcissists have paranoid ideation. They're hypervigilant. Okay. Yeah. They are what we call hypervigilant. They scan all the time. Are you insulting me? Are you attacking me? Are you challenging me? Are you all the time they're scanning all the time yeah. to see who is attacking them, who is insulting them, who and this is called hypervigilance. So if you disagree with the narcissist or if you just uh, go to work mm. and come late, return late or whatever. You are doing this on purpose. You're doing this to destroy the snapshot. You're doing this to destabilize his internal system. Because here's the problem. If one snapshot is destroyed, the whole concept of snapshot is destroyed. It's like the black swan. You can say all swans are white, but then there's one black swan and the sentence all swans are white is wrong. Mm -hmm. So if one snapshot collapses, the very idea of snapshot, the very concept or mechanism of snapshot is in doubt and then all his mind disintegrates, falls apart. That's why narcissists react disproportionately mm -hmm. because you are not threatening. It's not just a mean, small misunderstanding or for them, even the smallest misunderstanding threatens the totality of the internal space, the mind, which is populated with snapshots, with internal objects. Yeah. Everything you do threatens the narcissist's existence. If you withhold supply, if you disagree with him, if you 
everything you do. So devaluation is inevitable. Yeah. There's no way is to avoid it, it. Is it like they wake up, really wake up, and in shock, and they want to change it? That they, uh, by this kind of situations, after the cycle is round, then they it's wake up? It's not a bad up. metaphor. It's not a bad metaphor. The, yeah. the shared fantasy is a dream state. Is a dream state. That's why narcissists do not future fake. Future faking means to promise a future and then to to lie about it. Yeah. Narcissists believe believe that the the fantasy is real, so they are in a dream state. And the devaluation phase is a good analogy. What you just said, the devaluation state is is a little like waking up yeah. and realizing that it's not been a it's, it's not becoming a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. Everything collapses, everything falls apart. The shared fantasy, uh, the 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 internal objects, the, everything falls apart. With the and so the narcissist must get rid of you. You're really you become really threatening. Yeah, and, and if it happens all over again in in his life, eh, waking up, dreaming, waking up, don't yeah. they think, oh, eh, maybe it's me because it's always the same with me? Maybe I do something wrong. They narcissists have what we call alloplastic defenses. That means they they tend to blame other people for anything wrong, mishaps, mm-hmm. misfortunes, failures, defeats. Uh, everything is someone else's fault. Uh, someone yeah. someone is envious of the narcissist, and so this creates with the narcissist. Ironically, it creates an external locus of control. The narcissist feels that his life is controlled from the outside. That's why he is so furious. That's why he he has narcissistic rage. Mm -hmm. Because he feels that you control his life and you are then abusing your control. I'm not only fully self-aware, but I established most of the field. I invented the language. So no one can be more self-aware than me. I think no narcissist can be more Mm -hmm. self-aware than me. So I know I'm going into a shared fantasy. I know I, I... I popularized the concept of shared fantasy. I explained it to the world. I mean, I know I'm, and I can't help myself. I keep, if I, if I meet an intimate partner, I will immediately descend into fantasy. I will immediately trigger a fantasy and, and I will then inhabit the fantasy and believe in it as though it were reality. Yeah. And no amount of telling myself, this cannot be, this cannot happen. This is not true. This is delusional. You are lying. You're confabulating. This is nonsense. No amount of such internal dialogue uh, will help. Because this is... Because early on, in my case, around age four, I have learned that the only safe existence is through fantasy. Because reality was life-threatening. In my case, it's not a meta... It's not a... Just a phrase. In my case, my life was threatened repeatedly as a as a four year old. Mm-hmm. So the only safe place was a fantasy. So I, I, it's the only way I relate to the world when I want to feel safe. And of course, mm-hmm. with my intimate partner, I want to feel safe. So yeah, that's I, interesting. Very interesting that you you know it rationally, but when you feel it, you you take it you, you take it on, and it's, it's very interesting. Point, Sigmund Freud said that insight without emotion does not create the cognitive insight without emotions does not mm-hmm. create dynamic. Mm-hmm. He said it doesn't create dynamic. 
you need an emotional complement to the cognitive yeah. realization. So if I realize what I realize, but this doesn't provoke in me any emotions, an no. emotional response, I don't internalize it. Similarly, memories. Memories cannot be formed coherently and cohesively without emotions, mm -hmm. which is why the narcissist has no memories. That's why the narcissist is highly dissociative, because he doesn't have emotions that allow him to form memories. Yeah. The, lack, the lack of access to emotions, especially positive emotions, because the narcissist has negative affectivity. He has anger, he has envy, but he has no access to positive emotions. So the lack of access means that the narcissist has no identity, narcissist has no continuity, no memories, no ability to relate to reality, nothing. All these processes and no insight, the insight is meaningless, doesn't create dynamic. Mm -hmm. so memories they are, are the, yeah. you know, memories they are, are the lubricant. Memories are the lubricant. Okay. Narcissist has no lubrication. The system, the friction stops the system. The frozen system. So they are confabulating, I heard you say a lot of times about confabulating. But if you point out to a narcissist, look, this and that that happened, don't they, can you uh, give them the memory back? No. The reason, first of all, psychopaths lie a lot. Narcissists rarely lie because to lie means to make an effort for someone. Mm -hmm. It's a negative yeah. effort, but yeah. it's, still, yeah. it's still an investment. You have to think about the lie. You then have to tell the lie. Then you have to defend the lie. So there's a yeah. lot of investment. And narcissists don't think anyone deserves this investment. So it's like they are God. I mean, why would they, why would they bother what you think? Um, yeah, so yeah. They don't, they're not lying. Um, but they do confabulate. And confabulation and lies, confabulation, they look very much the same. But they're not the same because they have different etiology. There's different reason and motivation for confabulating. The narcissist has enormous memory gaps. Depending on the narcissist, anywhere between 60 and 90% of the narcissist's life is unremembered. In my case, I made a test once to, with myself. I wrote down everything I remember about my first marriage. My first marriage lasted eight years. I wrote down everything I remembered from my first mar marriage, and then to each thing I remembered, I assigned a time. So, for example, I, re I remember walking together, so that would be 10 minutes. Okay, so. Okay, yeah. To each item, I, I assigned the time it takes to fulfill this item. And I remembered about 24 hours. Oh, that's not long. Yeah, that's surprising. So narcissists remember between 40 and 10% of their lives. Now, this is very difficult and very problematic because when you talk to other people, when you interact with other people, when we do that, we present, I mean, when people, healthy people, normal people talk to each other, they present a continuous a facade of continuity. There is an assumption of personal continuity. Mm -hmm. what we call identity continuity. So the opposite of identity continuity is identity disturbance. So narcissists and borderlines have identity disturbance because they're not continuous. Now the narcissist tries to compensate for the memory gaps. By the way, the borderline doesn't, strangely. 
The borderline, borderline has a lot of dissociation in stressful events, for example, but she just says, I don't remember. She doesn't bother to invent anything. But the narcissist is grandiose. He cannot say, I don't remember. <laughs> that means he is not omnipot- omniscient. The mm-hmm. narcissist is all-knowing. He knows everything, like God. So what do you mean, I don't remember? means, I don't know. Narcissists can never say, I don't know. Narcissists know everything. Physics, biology, politics, history. Every narcissist knows everything. Even yeah. if he didn't graduate primary school, he is the world's leading expert on everything. So he cannot admit that he doesn't know. So because he cannot admit, he invents stories to bridge yeah. the memory gap. He remembers A and then he remembers C. And he says, what could have happened between A and C? How did I end up in C when I started in A? Ah, most likely it was B. That's the most logical, plausible, reasonable explanation. To get from A to C, probably I went through B. Mm-hmm. And then he says, actually, I went through B. And then he says, it's true that I went through B. And then if you attack him and you say, but you couldn't have gone through B. You couldn't. Mm-hmm. He says, he, he becomes aggressive. He becomes very defensive. So not true. I remember clearly going through B. Yeah. Clearly. And he, he believes it as a fact. Yes. Yeah. He believes, that's why Nazis don't lie. They don't perceive it as a lie. No. They perceive it as a fact. Yeah, and they protect, defend it as a fact, and so this is confabulation. These are bridges connecting memory islands, because the narcissist, mm-hmm. his memory is like many many small islands, archipelago, mm-hmm. while a healthy person memory is like a continent, a contiguous continent. So the narcissist yeah. build bridges. These are bridges, they, and the confabulation must be plausible. So mm-hmm. the narcissist confabulation makes sense. And very often, they mislead people. People believe the narcissist because yeah. the confabulation makes sense. But then if you begin to do research and investigate and study, you find out that, wait a minute, this part of the story cannot have been true. Cannot no. have been true. But if you and tell the narcissist this, he becomes crazy. He goes crazy. Becomes and has it violent. also something to do with uh, gaslighting? Because they say something and they think it's true. But uh, yes. and then you, they gave it back to you as their perception of reality. Precisely. So, psychopaths and narcissists gaslight for totally different reasons. The narcissist gaslights defensively. He is defending his personal integrity, continuity, self-image, and so on. He gaslights you because he wants you to tell him, "Okay, that's not a confabulation. It really happened." Mm-hmm. You're right. Nothing's wrong with your memory. Everything is okay. You know, mm-hmm. you, what you remember is true. So it's defensive. The psychopath gaslights manipulatively. It's in order to obtain a goal, to take your money, to have sex with you. So he would he would gaslight for a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, we call it goal-focused, the goal-oriented gaslight. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, and what you said about um, your memory, uh, is that also um, uh, a result of how you look back at your childhood? Like you only remember uh, a little bit of about your childhood, but also about your marriage. The minute you use some mechanism in childhood, for example, fantasy defense, dissociation, forgetting, 
the minute you use a mechanism in childhood, it becomes entrenched. It becomes, it goes well into adulthood. That's the essence of psychology. I mean, that's what we think in psychology. Yeah. We think yeah. the developmental stage is critical. And so attachment style, for example, it's mm -hmm. almost impossible to change attachment style. Never mind all the nonsense online. It's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Because attachment style is created very early on with what is called the internal working model. It is created very early on. Same yes. with dissociation as a defense. As a defense, dissociation yeah. is simply some things are so intolerable, so horrible, so frightening that you it's better to not remember them. So this become automatic. It's become a habit. It's habit for me, habituation, and you continue to dissociate all your life. Same with fantasy. Fantasy feels good, feels safe, so you continue to fantasize. Yeah. How to yeah. get rid of these things? How to get rid of these things without providing an alternative? And what is the alternative? Because if I take away the confabulation, you're left with the dissociation. Take away the fantasy, and you're left with the narcissist's broken, damaged mental illness. Yeah. Fantasy allows the narcissist to believe that he's normal, not common, not average, but functional. The fantasy allows the narcissist to believe that he is self-efficacious, that he has agency, that he can make things happen, and so on. Mm -hmm. Take this away from him. What do you leave him with? The realization that he's utterly broken, damaged, yeah. and deficient, deficient and defective, and hopeless. Mm 